Amanda Sellers is a voice actor, a voiceover coach, meditation teacher, and an entrepreneur with a lot of passion, love, and curiosity on how to live her best life. Join her as she explores the different avenues on leveling up in health, wellness, business, and personal development. Creative consciousness is about having the courage and awareness to lean into the unknown and create a fulfilling life you love. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Creative Consciousness. I'm your host, Amanda Sellers, and I am very excited to announce our guest today. He happens to be a very special person in my life, and da da da, da it is my husband, Mike Sherko. Hi, Hi, Mike. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing over there? I'm doing wonderful. Welcome to my show. I'm excited, excited to be on your show today. Thank you for having me. I didn't know if you'd ever have me on the show. So to be one of the, you know, earlier guests. Yes. I'm just excited. Well, I actually like, I plan to do this on a regular basis because I feel like, you know, we've been through some challenges and we also have a lot of insights and have gone through a lot and maybe someone could learn from us. We've shared a lot of success too. Absolutely. I'd love to be on here on a regular basis. That'd be a lot of fun because I'm sure there's always something new we can kind of chat about. Absolutely. So, um, okay. Can we start over one more time? Oh, I want you to be like totally just you. That is totally just me. Okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Keep that in the outtakes. Okay. (laughs) Just like if, because I feel like- The benefits of podcasting with your wife. I am. I'm I'm doing my best, hon. Okay. Cause you, be I, your, you be you and I'll be me. How about that? Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to welcome you to another episode of Creative Consciousness. I'm your host, Amanda Sellers. Always a pleasure to be, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my God, this sucks. Okay. Here, no, just is- fucking do it. This, okay. okay. I'm I'm in LA. I'm very busy. I only have 30 minutes to chat here and then okay. I have to go back to my big LA life. Okay. Don't don't mess around. One take. Let's okay. do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Creative Consciousness. I'm your host, Amanda Sellers. It's an honor to have you listening in today and being a part of your day today. I have a very special guest. He happens to be someone that I spend a lot of time with. It is none other than my husband, Mike Shirko. Hey Mike. Hi, Amanda. Yes, we do spend a lot of time together. How are you doing? Um, well, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm <laughs> a little bit, uh, you know, he- not hesitant. I- I'm excited to be on, on your show and see what we can chat about today. Oh, that's so cute. Well, it's funny because I am upstairs in my office and you're downstairs <laughs> in your office. It, just to keep, give it that effect that like we're actually interviewing people that aren't us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We we are cool. We have lives outside of right. working. Very very busy. Yeah, I'm very busy. So let's get to the questions, Mike. Let's do um, this. Just bugging. Uh, so, okay. Well, tell us um, just a little bit of your story, like what you do, where you're at in life. It's pretty funny because I've I've been podcasting a little bit to interviewing others, so I've never really thought about my story. Right. So um, we'll just do this. Um, I started life. No, I don't want to go back that far. <laughs> I'll, I'll say my current situation. I'm a voice, currently a voice actor, a father of two amazing kids whom you know pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, starting to expand into, you know, different things like podcasting with our voiceover school. Uh, got a chance to speak with a lot of really cool people. Um, I'm a 
athlete, part-time athlete, full-time athlete. I don't know what you'd call it. You're a sponsored athlete now. I am now. Okay. I'm a sponsored athlete. Let's, um, let's give your sponsor a plug. A plug. Uh, Total Body Health um, provides supplements for me, uh, some vegetarian, actually some vegan options uh, with BCAAs and pre-workouts and whatnot. They're helping me with my workouts and I'm so, actually training with the owner too. That's amazing. Dean Brandt and Body by Brandt here uh, in Vancouver, Coquitlam yes. to be exact. But uh, tell us about the show that you're training for. Okay. So this is a total tangent from where we're going with this. But oh, right. I didn't no, let you get into your story. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, so I did this once, actually twice, uh, about five years ago. I did uh, what's called a physique contest where I work out, I diet really hard, and I get really, really lean and then go on stage and show off my shiny, shimmery muscles. Um, I got fifth place. <laughs> I got fifth place sure. on my first show, um, third place in my second show. So my goal, um, and this isn't until spring. This is like May. My, my goal is to take home the cup, baby. Take first place. I know you're gonna do it. I feel like you're really in the zone this time with like your workouts and your headspace, and you've been so good. Like we have coffee every morning and. I dump in the almond creamer with all the chemicals and you're just making your own almond milk or just having black coffee. So good job. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's been probably one of the biggest challenges because I love that almond creamer. Oh, I live for it. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it, it makes the morning, but honestly, I'm it, like, I'm loving the, the homemade almond milk. Obviously it takes a little bit of time every couple of days, but kind of um, annoying, but yeah, you do a good job. Totally just... kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't drink it, right? Uh, once in a while I do, okay. if I feel like being really healthy, I, I jump on the bandwagon with you. <laughs> okay. Well, it's there for, if you want it to, but yes. yes. So I, I really think that I can do this. Um, I can take first place. And then also with my trainer, he decided to kind of switch into triathlons as he's, he's been an incredible bodybuilder for almost, well, he hasn't been building for 50 years, but he's been a bodybuilder for such a long time and he's switching to triathlete. So I'm going to do a sprint triathlon in the spring as well. Yay. Which I think, are you going to join me on that? I'm totally going to join you. I'm going to do like the butterfly. Now. Yeah, no, it's public. I'll for sure do it. I mean, I'll probably sprint. go on my back most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I'm not me, a good swimmer, but I know I'm not a good swimmer either. But once you get the swimming out of the way, then the rest is actually kind of fun. Well, not the bike. We did the Olympic distance Stanley was triathlon once 10 years ago. Oh, I can't believe it was it's that been long 10 ago. years. Wow. Good for yeah. us though. Like we were such go-getters. We like were. an Olympic distance triathlon, seriously? For your first, yeah, for your oh first Oh my one. goodness. Is, 40 is kilometer bike ride, 10 kilometer run, and then a 1.5 kilometer swim in the ocean. I actually used a mountain bike and oh I got goodness. made fun of pretty hard on the trail. They're like, good for you, buddy. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And, and that hurt, that hurt. Cause I'd never trained the full... <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking 40K. of your, your legs going up that oh, mountain. Oh man. Uh well, I don't even know what kind of did I have a road bike? Like I don't remember what kind of bike I had. Like some sort of city bike. Like it wasn't oh, made for racing. Yeah, we were we'll we're prepare. a little out of place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll prepare. We didn't have the financial backing to do it. No, know, we were like, borrowing bikes from people and yeah. yeah, it was a little bit of a nightmare. Using our old three hundred dollar bike from childhood. Oh stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But, but I'm anyway, for the opportunity, yes. Yeah, and and look at you, you're you're young, vibrant, energetic athlete. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a lot older than Mike, but not a lot, not a lot, seven years. But Couple age numbers. is just a number. Age is in so, the head, in your mind. Yes. Okay. So, anything else that you want to add to your story before I go on? Not really. Just that um, <laughs> continuing to expand. I've I've really enjoyed 
when you and I started doing voiceover workshops, I really kind of enjoyed the process. Yeah. And now I kind of want to implement that learning. We've kind of not gone as far as we can go, but we created a really cool project with the voiceover school that's now like part of almost not our legacy, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's we can share it um, now whenever we want. We can and kind of focus it. on different things. We can sell it. People can buy <laughs> it, make make some money on it on the side. And now I kind of want to teach something that's a little bit more uh, close, near and dear to me, kind of similar to you, where you kind of got on the self-care meditation path mm-hmm. and kind of the spiritual journey, which which I feel is becoming more and more of an important focus in my life. Right. And I wouldn't say it's more important than voiceover. I mean, right. you might, like, but... To me, voiceover is like my number one, but then my journey in my like spirituality and becoming a meditation teacher and all of that is it's the added bonus and wherever it is in your life, it's totally cool. I mean, honestly, to me, it's, it's becoming a primary focus because it, it positively affects my career as well. I find that's that true that when I focus on, on the personal work, on the spiritual work and, you know, spiritual kind of sounds stuffy, just like working on better habits helps me in my connection to myself, knowing who I am and bringing that authenticity to my voiceovers. It's such a, as you know, it's such a personal, not modality, but it's, it's such a personal career. Vo- being like a voice, voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I find that actually helps me and it also helps me deal with um, uh, rejection. You know, that happens a lot in this industry. Right. Uh, you're not getting booked. You're like, what the heck's going on? So you got to stay positive. You got to keep performing authentically and just know that it's going to keep coming. And it's, it's been a huge help for me. That's really awesome. That actually makes a lot of sense that um, having your head straight will then reflect on your career. And then obviously in every area of your life, like your relationships and, you know, being a parent and all of that. So I think that's really cool. It actually helped me today during a session I had with our Montreal clients. Uh, You know, I had to keep saying the same thing over and over. (laughs) And, And then they kept like, breaking the script down and adding words and taking out words. And I was just, I actually was, I was just allowing myself to just be in the moment and let the words flow. And they said, okay, we're going to record and you're going to pick it up at this point. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And every single time I was in the zone and I was ready. And I, I was just really having fun with it, even though it was, you know, a little bit tedious and a long session. I was just really enjoying it and, and feeling grateful for the opportunity. So that, that's amazing because I know those long directed sessions can mm-hmm. like with longer scripts and materials. I, I saw what you had uh, can be very challenging, especially when you have to keep that up for, you know, an hour or two or whatever yeah. the this, this session is. But, um, you know, you're also very, very good at performance and what you do. So that oh, also you're helps. Sweet. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's very kind of you. So, okay. So you have a new podcast you're doing. I want to commend you on reliving. Um, well, I'm going to relive this moment that you had years ago. You had a podcast years ago and how yes. many episodes did you have? I think it was something like 120, 117 See, to 120. That's crazy. Now I'm getting into the podcast field and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a podcaster. And I, I really do enjoy it. But it's just funny to think back before kids, you were a pioneer in this. I was a pioneer. I was, I was working <laughs> on the, uh, the self-development aspect of life. And yeah. They, they were, you know, they were short podcasts, which is probably, you know, what I'm going to kind of continue doing with the, with the new project, just like five to 10 minute chats um, about different things like applicable uh, situations, modalities, ideas that you can apply to your life and hopefully improve things. But yeah, it, it seems like a lifetime ago yeah. that, you know, 
I feel like we've grown so much. I've grown so much, learned so much that I, I just feel like now I have more to offer. Not that I didn't before. I'm very excited to get back into the game. And um, I'm not going to, I'll count my first one as, as my new project as number one again. I won't keep adding to that. But wow. I do have a pretty, pretty good number of podcasts under my belt, which is fun. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Really inspiring. Can you tell us the name of your podcast? So the new podcast is called Soul Brain Daily. And awesome. that's obviously that's reflecting on the heart and kind of um, where I find you should you should kind of, you know, garner your intuition and, and lead your actions from centered from the heart rather than the brain itself. So like your soul brain, it knows what you need and it works through your heart. So that's that's kind of where that comes from. I love it. I think that's fantastic. And um, they'll just be like, kind of bite-sized inspirational messages that people can listen to on the daily, right? Which yeah. or daily, are you going to do daily? Cause that's one thing I remember, remember John Chow. So yes. ba- like back in the day he was help, well, helping us with getting our blogging, like back in the day, he said, yeah. uh, never over commit whatever mm-hmm. number you're going to pick. You have to be consistent with that number. Or else your fans will just go like, Oh, they're not serious. Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't go well if you're, you're not consistent. So how many, so Soul Brain Daily, you're going to put it out in the universe right now. What is your weekly show schedule look like? So my, my old show was called Mike in the Morning, which was kind of funny. But um, <laughs> what I, I started with only a couple times a week. And, and even though like my goal with Soul Brain Daily is, is going to be a daily uh, message and practice kind of thing. For the time being, I'm going to start with like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because like you that said, good. I don't want to overcommit. Um, I do want to have interviews, but but at at the beginning part, uh, maybe only like two a month, you know, j- just kind of I'm going to get episodes under my belt, work with right. the topics um, and then kind of carve a larger or, or whatever I need for time to put into this to see what I'm what it's going to take to, to do a daily activity. Because awesome. ultimately, that's what I'd love to do. I'd love to create a membership site or, you know, just a daily, just a daily boost to people's lives. I love that. I so think that that's fantastic. Handle. Yeah, that's really cool. Great job. I'm excited to see what happens with it. So thank you. You when you're at your best self, and when I'm at my best self, life is amazing. But we've also gone through a lot of challenges. And I just wanted to touch on that and maybe get your feedback um, and just be super real with you know people that are listening that may be in a relationship and just relay that our relationship hasn't been perfect because on social media, it might look like we're just like picture perfect family and yay, we had success Mm -hmm. and voiceovers and whatnot, but it hasn't been that way. Yeah. Like what is it like being married to me? What do you think? Is (laughs) is this a podcast questionnaire or interview or is this like an interrogation? Like I know this is on the record, so I gotta, I gotta watch it, but (laughs) yeah, don't worry. Okay. Okay. Well, I'd have to say that I think, you know, compared to a lot of couples, we spend a lot of time together. Yes. And this has been the truth since day one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, more time apart uh, when you were waitressing and I was working on the rigs uh, or when you were in radio and I was delivering yummy ice cream. <laughs> um, there's a lot of time we spent apart at the beginning. And then I, we just started creating this vision of us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we, we were getting inspired to, uh, you well, know, get the microphone, get into voiceover. We remember the exact moment when we decided to, it was walking around Lost Lagoon. We were like, we're going to do this. Yeah. I, I remember the conversation and, yeah, and thinking crazy. like, I want to have a production studio. And it's like, I didn't know what that would look like. And what is it? 10, 11 years later now. And look at what we did. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of us that we put in the work to make that happen. And, and I do, as, as far as we've come in, in a decade, and not to, not to you know, negate the growth we have made, but I still feel like we're still scratching the surface and still have so much to accomplish Absolutely. And, and share, which is cool. But so for us in our dynamic, we own a business together. We're in the same industry. We parent together. We vacation together. We date. We go on date nights together. Oh my God. You know, like <laughs> there's, there's a it's... rare time where we're like apart for more yeah. than a couple hours, whether I'm like playing hockey or at the gym. Or yeah. You're taking a class or with the girls or whatever. Like, so I felt, I feel like things kind of built and built and built to the point where I felt like we were a little bit enmeshed to the mm-hmm. point where well, a lot maybe enmeshed. Some, yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe some personal boundaries were kind of blurred and we began to take some, some things more personally than maybe we could have or should have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in regards to, you know, taking actions into self-care or, you know, decisions in direction or something like that. Like, I'm, I'm not saying specifically, I'm just trying to generalize how I think any issues arose. And I know everyone has issues and I know yeah. everyone goes through stuff. And just to give some context, we kind of hit a point where it's crazy to say, but we were considering separating because I was getting to this point where I was overly controlling. Like I, I didn't want you to have this life beyond us, but you were like, I need this life beyond us. And, but I wasn't seeing it because I'm so used to it being this package that we do everything together. So, and you know, I've got these abandonment issues from my dad leaving me when I was young, of course, but that's gonna, um, yeah, that's, that's something you're going to have to work through. And, and it's, it's no, it's no blame that that's obviously playing a part in your life today because it's a huge, I think it's a huge, you know, trauma experience to go through. What I would say about that is that because I felt like, you know, in the last couple of years, that's kind of where my spiritual journey kind of started deepening. It all started like a decade ago watching The Secret. And uh, I remember thinking, I want to be able to track every, anything I want, but I don't want to have to be spiritual. Like I don't want to be religious or <laughs> spiritual. And so once my first, I did, did my first meditation retreat, things kind of deepened as far as the questions I was asking. And, and I feel like an expansive me didn't jive with an enmeshed relationship because it was like, you know, we had to feel the same way about the same things and have the same interests and the same friends. It just, not that, not that this was like, you weren't forcing me to do this. This was something right. I was also submitting to and, and agreeing with, you know? Yeah. Um, I felt like, you know, you were such a star and you were so focused on your career and doing so well that not riding coattails, but I feel like I was just kind of caught up in the updraft. So, so after this journey and personal development of expansiveness, I think some of our interests, not separated, but they just changed. They, they had right. different interests. You know, the same goals, our goals have not changed. Right. You know, to, as far as like living an abundant life uh, to inspire others and look after our kids and, and help our families when possible. And those, those goals have never changed, but the way we approach them, I think, is evolving and maturing. Yeah. Like we, we literally, we just came to this point where we literally had like a breakdown. The only thing, oh man, it makes me cry, but it's okay. Honestly, 
the the best and i'm 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 just trying to keep this rolling for you i, I know you're <laughs> you're feeling emotional but <laughs> that's what we do right <laughs> oftentimes to have a breakthrough you need that breakdown and i've heard that's people say that before yeah. um because I, I feel like we needed to have we we have such a reliance on each other to the point where it's like what would i do without the other and that's not to say that a healthy strong supportive relationship isn't possible it's just that I think, you know, personally, I can offer more to this relationship under my um, incorporating more of my own power into it. Well, was, that's, that's really kind of you. And like, um, I guess from my, from my side, it's, it's just, yeah, like, I feel like we just had the absolute complete breakdown, but now it was almost like what we needed so that like a better us could emerge. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna toot any horns well kind of but <laughs> i i had been saying for for some time now that not fundamentally but i, th- I think i use the words fundamentally i hate that word i know you do so i'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry for using it but in order f- and i think i was actually i was actually chatting with an agape practitioner i think mm-hmm. and the, the 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 statement came up where it was like in order for the new relationship to emerge literally the old one needs to die yeah and that sounds very destructive and cruel and dark but it's like we're 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 creatures of habit where we we our brains fire in a certain way and and our interactions and relationships happen a certain way for a certain reason and it gets hardwired into our brains into our chemicals into everything about us so in order to break those patterns we needed that pattern disruptor we needed that like that shift a, a break um and yeah it, it was unfortunate because it was not very comfortable but i don't no. think that's how the universe works you know if i i believe you either change through insight or through pain you know right. pain pushing and, and you it, know yeah to simplify one, it. one insight like i got through this almost separation of us was it's a choice being together is a choice that we make every day and i i know a lot of couples would have gotten to the point that we got to where you're literally looking at moving into another apartment and we're talking about the kid separation, which, you know, fucking rips my heart. Explicit. But yeah. We, we, can, we, can, we can talk. No, it's good. Leave but, it. um, so, so literally getting to that point and, and, and I feel like other couples or, you know, in certain situations, people would just give up. Because it's so hard. Like we easily could have gotten our egos in the way and we could have just been like, it's your fault. It's, you know, blaming each other and feeling, you know, resentful and entitled. And, and that would have been it. That would have been it. I I honestly think that, that the spiritual practice we had worked on to that point was of huge assistance because like, to me, the, the realization was regardless, regardless of what situation we're in, what relationship we're in, there's going to be situations and circumstances that help you unfold like soul unfoldment to the universe is an expansive, progressive universe. It's a loving and supporting universe. And there will always be hints, intuition, tips, serendipities to help you unfold in a certain direction. And the thing about uh, an intimate relationship, like a very strong relationship is that we are very, very strong and powerful mirrors to each other, reflecting each other's, shortcomings places that need to heal places that need work and to me it was like okay 
there's two ways and we can, we can make this choice either way. One is we go our separate paths and we put in the work by ourselves to continue unfolding as mature spiritual beings, or we can continue to, to have each other as like the most intimate reflection of self need, yeah. you know, not, not in a selfish way, but just in a really powerful way, because there's nobody that knows me as well as you, right. <laughs> not even my parents, not even my family. And so there's something about that where um, you can't replace that. We could just have avoided the whole thing and put certain discomforts to the side, not have to right. go through certain Which things. Which I'm sure a lot of people do, right? Because it's an um, easier path. I think. For so many years, alcohol was our clutch or distraction after distraction. Don't, don't think about it. Don't, yeah. I mean, having kids was obviously like a really challenging part, obviously miraculous and amazing, but also very challenging in those. Like, yeah. On the, on the new... relationship. And that happens with, with everyone, right? Of course. Yeah. So Nothing about the kids basically like just kind of scratching the surface on, on our relationship and kind of what I was hoping to get across and maybe inspire and, you know, let people know is that you're not alone. We all have these issues. There is hope and there is that, uh, it's a choice opportunity. Yeah. To, to grow and to, to make a choice. And, and, and for me, like it was so hard for me because I had to let things go. And for me, like, I want to hold on. I want to hold grudges. I want to keep resentment. So that's where I had to do a lot of work. Like, it kind of bugs me all the time when you hear like, you got to, you got to put in the work. You got to do the work for your, <laughs> for your spirituality or to heal. You got to do the practicing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? That's so annoying. But <laughs> I feel like I get what it means because literally after our darkest moment, I started meditating every day. I would wake up in the morning and I did 30 days of meditation in a row. And it honestly started to make things clearer and made me feel, oh, okay, I can do this. And I, I don't know if you notice, but I feel like I've really come a long way as far as my controlling and letting go and, you know, resentment area. I, I was going to say, we were having a conversation at one point, I think we were at week three of that 30 day thing. And just just bringing attention to the fact that you felt a certain way or different way about things, or we were having different conversations than we used to. And then I was like, okay, you felt that way for about three weeks. When did you start meditating? Oh, three weeks ago. Right. You know, it was a very distinct correlation. And that's one thing that I've that I've learned is that every opportunity, even if it's even if it's uncomfortable, every every situation is an opportunity to grow. And and without that. Without that um, discomfort and resistance, unless there's insight, it, it's hard to change. I, I've used this analogy. Can I say it really quick about hockey? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, just how like you can practice taking shots like a million times from the, you know, from the blue line or whatever, but you don't really get real practice. Like you can prepare yourself for the real practice where you, you actually get in, you're in gameplay, there's someone chasing you down, and then you take that shot. That's mm -hmm. the practice is when you're in the moment obviously preparing yourself through self-work meditation, contemplation, but it's like, it's in those moments of conflict that that's where the real change happens. And that's where the real growth can happen too. So, right. So if we're like yelling at each other, you know, or we whatever. don't yell at each no. other. What are you talking about? <laughs> if we're in an <laughs> argument, disagreement, it's, uh, it's being in that moment and then making a higher choice of a, being the person to let it go. I remember 
asking a friend for advice. And one thing that she said that really stuck with me is what are you trying to create? Like as a couple, what are you trying to create? Another one was seeing your partner as a child, just wanting love or seeing... Not just acting like a child, right? No, not just acting like a child. (laughs) But also, you know, we all just want to be loved. That's all anyone wants is to be accepted and loved and looking at the other person and realizing that. Another thing that helped is is, uh, gratitude. What are you grateful for your spouse for? Like, I'm so grateful for so many things that you do. So focusing on that, like don't, don't focus on the negative and you'll see that we can all get closer to a higher place and feeling good. And I just feel like now we're in such a, a good place, definitely like not perfect, but well, you know, we're, we're getting close to like a perfect relationship as far as the realization that yeah, couples fight and have disagreements, but I feel like we're stronger than we have been in 13 years together. I think that a perfect relationship does not mean no fighting arguments, disagreements or or anything like that. A perfect relationship. And, you know, I use the term lightly because I don't, it's perfection in, in its imperfection, but just like, just the perfection is in the understanding of the, the purpose of the relationship and, and how a relationship works as in regards to like self work and spiritual growth. It's not always going to be clean and loving and beautiful. And, you know, it's going to, there's going to be dirty, you know, dark times, but there's no other way that I would have it because the growth that we've experienced through these dark times, right. Off and on has been, you know, probably more dramatic than it would have been if things were good. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic and exciting. And (laughs) yes, but, but you know what I'm saying? You know, I hear you. We, we've now we're, we're different people on the other side of this. Yeah. You know? I feel like a different person. And, you know, I think that we gave good insight. If anyone had any questions or any other things that they wanted to bounce off us, like we'd be more than happy to, we didn't even get into my pillars. No, I'm not done. Oh, I just was, I was just kind of <laughs> pivoting. <laughs> I, I, now I forget what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> That's how we work. Right. So I was going to say, uh, Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Because I was going to kind of just go off of that and then start to go into like, how do you, how does someone right. So change? any questions, any questions? Yeah. So I, I'm just grateful that uh, we are brave enough to share our side of our journey in that. And thank you so much for being open to it and literally for going on this path with me because I feel better than ever in terms of our direction as a couple and as a family having each other and the boys is like, you can't get better than that. Like we're so lucky. Mm-hmm. And also yep. now the path that it's led me on now I'm like, I'm so you can thank me. Yeah. Thank I can you. thank you for all that <laughs> shit because now I'm a now meditation look at teacher. You. We're doing our manifesting in-person workshop at the Zenden yes. in Vancouver, which in is going to be fantastic. And it's all about manifesting because we have literally manifested everything. We manifested the good and we manifested the bad because it was all our choice, but we're choosing again. We keep choosing and making the higher choice time after time. And literally, I feel that we tapped into something in order to create a life that we do love and that we do feel ultimately so blessed for and is so abundant in every area. 
Well, it's been a great progression, you know, like, yeah. And I do feel like it's been a progression and, and we can continue to progress. And, you know, there's lots of ways that we're focusing on that too. Right. So one thing that you do very well is when you have your mind set on something, you are so much more even diligent than I think I am. So what advice would you give to somebody who does have a negative habit or pattern that they want to change? Because literally change is like the hardest, hardest thing to do. So yeah, that that's a, that's a loaded question, but I will try to, I'll try to. Uh, cliff notes. Cliff note it, Coles note it. If you try and change a habit, you know, the, the, the main, the main step, the first step is just the awareness of it. And that can be a question of itself as whether or not that's going to happen. I've, I've read that by the age of 35, about the age of 35, you're kind of basically, your personality is set up and, and you're basically 80 to 90% running off um, just patterns and programs and reactions of, of how, you, how you live, what you do, how your chemicals work in reactions in different situations. And so change itself requires a changing in your brain wiring you know, and, and even the chemical production in your body, like there, there's so, so much to change. And yes, it can happen immediately. Like it can happen as an insight. You can, you can experience change where, you know, nothing, nothing will ever be the same at a certain point, but lots of these changes that, that say, for example, I'm trying to do in my life mm-hmm. are, are a conscious effort of practice and repetition. So say, for example, let's see, what are one of the ones I'm doing? Um, even just like the coffee creamer or the like no sugar or yeah okay so let's let's start there it's just like that that's one of the first and primary ways you can you can show discipline i i think so say for example you want to change something like sugar you want to take sugar out of your diet immediately you know you're gonna think it's a good idea you're gonna have this motivation you're gonna be pumped up whatever you have going on everyone reaches this point where like absolutely a new goal woohoo write it down good Day two comes and literally your body and mind begin fighting you because when you're um, so used to certain patterns and habits, they just occur. And that there's, there's actually a chemical addiction within your body that, and these can be good addictions and bad addictions, but for the purposes of sugar, your body's going to crave certain reactions and certain chemicals and certain feelings that are associated with consuming the sugar. So it's literally going to give you it's going to give your mind reasons to tell you, oh, you could just have this one. You can start your diet tomorrow. Oh, just a little bit in the day. It's okay. You need to be aware of what you're telling yourself and then right. what you're feeling. It's, it's an amazing process because every time that we're, you're talking about making the higher choice in the moments of conflict. So, so for me with the sugar, it would be, that would be the conflict is you're telling yourself, yeah, sure. I'll just have sugar. It's been a couple of days. You know, I'll just have this one and it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's not even about having sugar. It's like, okay, sure, you had it. It's not a big deal. It's about your body being the mind. You know, your your body is is convincing you that it needs something, and really, you're no longer in control when you when you listen to it and you and you take part in it. So when you can make that choice, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you feel like you're actually doing yourself you know, physical harm and pain. Yeah. Like and disservice and like, yeah, or, you're putting yourself through. Or like, I deserve to reward myself. You know, it's right. You're not, not rewarding yourself by, by not having sugar. When you can make those choices, then that connection, you're telling your body that, you know what? No, I'm in charge and we're going to, and we're going to do it this way. And the body, you know, 
every time, every time that morning comes and that's where you normally would have it, it's going to, it's going to bring it back again. But every time you can make that choice, you take back the power of your, of your choices. And that's really where the change can happen when the, the goal becomes a habit or a ritual, which becomes a habit, which becomes unconscious. And it's just part of your life then. Right. You know, yeah. so it's, it, it all starts with the awareness of, you know, what is, what are you telling yourself now about this? What you see as a higher vision of yourself and then just sticking to a plan, not just relying on motivation because that comes and goes, Right. Right. It's it, being it, committed. It's being committed to rituals. Yeah. Because the Which, habits and rituals literally make up your life and your personality. Because if your habit is to get mad at your spouse every time they put their socks on the ground or, or <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, you're using real life example. <laughs> real life example. Example. So if it's, if it's a habit to get mad, then and then you can get mad every time. And then that can just like set off other things that get you mad. And then that becomes your personality because it's like, you're always going to be mad and angry and or you're, or frustrated you're in that moment. Yeah. You're attracting reasons to be angry if, if, right. that's, if that's something that you're used to. You know? Right. So yeah, it's just being able to almost see like outside of yourself, the choice you're making, if you truly, truly want that change and you really are committed to the why you want that change and and what not having that change, what will you sacrifice by not having it? It's almost like the pain of regret is stronger than the pain of discipline mm-hmm. almost. So yeah. I know I know it's something that we literally work on on a daily basis and we're always, you know, recorrecting and and trying to make a higher choice and we fall off sometimes, but it's always just coming back to that. Okay. What's the highest vision of myself and really just, yeah, taking the steps to, to make it happen. It, it is also being, being gentle with yourself. That's um, a good point. <laughs> because, yeah, because, you know, it's one thing to strive and to um, try to stick to your plans, but it's also another thing to like chastise yourself for falling off the plan and right. like actually like re-incriminating yourself by getting mad at yourself and beating yourself up mentally. Like, oh, you fell off the plan. You always do this. It never works for you. You know, like it's it's having a level of understanding that this is part of the dance of change. Mm. It's gonna go back and forth. It's a process. Just not to be hard on yourself if if you if you do backslide, because it does happen. And and that's part of it. Because every time you backslide is another opportunity to it's like it's like when our youngest trace starts skating. It's like you don't learn where your edges are on your skate until you fall over. And, and then it's like, oh, if I lean that way, then I'm going to fall. Okay, well, I learned. And oh, if I fall this way, okay, so this is how I can counteract that. Like it's, it's all a learning process in the backslides. But yeah. it's, also, it's also using it as a backslide, like using it as a learning lesson and not just an excuse to drop the goal for the vision. Yeah. And then, and then one thing I, I feel like we're leaning into right now too is uh, a, a new version, the next level, like leaning into the discomfort. Like we could literally sit in our studios and have a very comfortable voiceover career where we don't put ourselves out there. We're never seen. We just literally work with our clients and do voiceovers and it's amazing. Yeah. But we're, we're seeing this bigger picture of trying to inspire and help uh, other people and, you know, making our meditations and podcasts and 
this next level. So it's leaning into the unknown of this new us. So it's exciting. It is. There's a lot to it, right? Because it, it would be so much easier just to sit and do nothing. But I, th- I feel that both of us have kind of felt like um, internal nudge. Like before we started doing the voiceover workshops, I never would have considered us or me uh, in a teaching role. It's just something that like I never considered. But it's like it, it feels good. To, to, yeah. If there's any sort of inspiration, if there's any sort of like short-term motivation or, or plans or strategies that you can pass along to someone that they can become aware of that can help them in their lives. It's like, it's not, you know, we don't necessarily have any life-changing brand new information that's never been heard before, but never has it been shared in a way that you and I, that you and I know we've experienced, we've learned in, in our own way and, and then deliver it in a way that, um, that's unique to us as well. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's part of uh, how we've been successful with the voiceover school is showing people that literally, yes, there's the talent aspect and you do have to be a good actor to be successful. But 99% of voiceover success is your belief in yourself, tapping into your authentic self and having the commitment to not settle for anything but success in the business and growth. Absolutely. And so those are all very loaded terms, but right. But but I feel like absolutely it. That's some, that's a way that we've motivated our students and you know, how a number of them have done amazing projects and are, you know, becoming full-time voice actors and whatnot. And now flipping to the meditation side and the self-development side, hopefully some of our uh, modalities and rituals and you know insights could inspire someone else to make a change even if it's something small like having not the sugar creamer in your coffee <laughs> i <laughs> dare that's you one. <laughs> i it, i dare you oh i don't know i'm you know i've i feel like i you know, there's that balance in life, balance, right? So no, I'm just <laughs> I don't <believe. laughs> not not for you, maybe not. That's if you're another a, topic. I am not yeah. like a physique person on stage showing my six pack like you. So you stick to the no sugar, and I'll stick to my own. <laughs> <laughs> fair, but, enough, uh, fair enough. But anyway, um, do you want to get into your six pillars before we wrap up, or do you want to save that for another podcast? We could actually save that for another podcast because I feel yeah. like I feel like we covered a lot of cool stuff and. Yeah. I don't want to do the, the the pillars of disservice. Basically, it's just like yeah, okay, you know, different different aspects, uh, like different um, rituals that that support change and awareness and all those right. different things. So well, we can... I'll just do a snap and then then I'll just kind of wrap it up. Okay. Or did you like that? No, I okay. I wanted to say that. Oh, you wanted to say that? Yeah, to okay. to get people excited about the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We can leave this in too. (laughs) Let's totally leave it in. All right. So Mike Sherco, you're literally below my feet in the basement right now. But I think that uh, after that, I just would love to give you a hug. And I just want to say thank you. Hopefully I didn't like scare people with the vulnerability or it wasn't like too much information, but. (laughs) It may be, but I, I honestly think that like to hear someone else's story, even if it's yeah. worse than yours, is, is a generally yeah. helpful thing. Oh, yeah. We haven't even got into the ugh, craziness of, like, I was at the gym uh, working out with Lee and uh, another lady the other day. And just 
you know, randomly, like some parts of my life come up and I like get into a story of something that I've been through in the past. And I'm just, yeah, I, I lived through that. It's Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface on some of the shit that uh, we've made it through, not just but as a relationship, but in life. Individually. In so like, and that's the cool thing is that everyone's battle going through their own battle, you know, internally, whether it's like dealing with trauma, whether it's dealing with certain limiting beliefs, there's everyone you meet is going to be going through something. So if there's any sort of way to connect in that sense, like I, I thank you for sharing because I know it's not an easy thing to do, you know, cause there are there social justice warriors behind the keyboard that might, uh, you know, judge you for sharing right. things like that. But I say, I say, bring it on because if it's going to help people yeah. in any way, absolutely, it, it's your duty. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I have these cards that I got a really long time ago from Ask and it is given from Esther and Jerry. Yes, I like, recall those. Really long. So I just pulled a card because I was inspired to while you're talking. So uh, here we go. I'm going to read it and then we're going to wrap up. So are you listening, Mike? I'm here and listening. <laughs> Whatever I can imagine, the universe can deliver. And now I'll read the back. If you have the ability to imagine it or even think about it, this universe has the ability and the resources to deliver it fully unto you, for it is like a well-stocked kitchen with every ingredient imaginable at your disposal. There you go. Wow. You should do voiceovers. You got a oh. really nice voice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, hey, do I get one of those um, kits? Oh, you want one of my creative consciousness kits with my seven beautiful hand-picked gemstones? You're giving it to all your other interviewees. So I figure (laughs) I could, uh, you know, you could run one down here. I could come up and get it. Okay. (laughs) Last question, even though this is your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are are you getting the kids or am I? Oh, gosh. You can get them, right? Um, Okay, I'll get them. We'll talk about it. I'll give you a kit (laughs) and we'll decide. I'll give you a kit. A kiss, a hug, and uh and then we could chat. Yeah, okay. 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 Thanks, Mike. Thanks <laughs> for coming for on the me. show. I hope we could do some more like this. We talk about we some will. other stuff. There's so we much will. to talk about. Yeah, man. Cool. Thank We're you there. so much for having me. I'll, okay. I, I love you very much and I'll talk to you, I love uh, you too. within seconds. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Gotta get that last bye in there, hey? <laughs>